This is take four. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor figured out how to wrangle us back in from Hawaii. <laughs> we didn't think it was possible. But he started watching and he's like, you guys, no. <laughs> the internet's been being glitchy today and it's been being glitchy um, all around town. So we're going to upload this later. Uh, so unfortunately, this one is not live. Um, sorry. We love y'all. We tried. Every so often, we just kind of froze. And then it, sometimes we did it on purpose. It's true. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be a great still that Pastor's going to use for something. With my mouth wide open like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> so Pastor's in Hawaii. Um, so is Pastor Nicole. They are on vacation. Um, it was actually really cool. The church got to help send them on a 20th anniversary trip, which has been really, really cool. Um, it's something Pastor Nicole's always wanted to do. And so the church and partners of the church and spiritual leaders and just people who love um, pastors, they sewed in and not only were we able to send them to Hawaii, but we were able to send them completely expenses, everything paid for, um, just everything covered, which was a huge blessing. So that's where they are. But that also means that pastor left Paul and I to our own devices here. That's dangerous. And since this is the fourth broadcast, <laughs> maybe we will rein it in a smidge better. On the last one that is not going to be uploaded on Facebook, we talked a lot about um, our spouses, Jade and George. Um, the weird things. Weird things that they'll eat. Like this do. one, cheese and peanut butter. Okay, together. cheese and peanut butter. Sharp, not every cheese. Ev no, it's not. Peanut butter is not a respecter of cheeses. It's got to be really sharp cheese. <laughs> Man, you're reaching for that one. It's got to be really sharp cheese. and Like cut you sharp? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's dangerous. It'll cut you. <laughs> but no, it's really good. Cutting the cheese. And Paul has a particular way that he puts a sandwich, like, specific order. It does. Down to, like, what order the See, Jade made on. fun of me when I did that. But now has she, come around she has. Now she understands the whole process. So now sandwiches, she makes her own sandwiches that way. It's wisdom. See, George used to make fun of me um, putting grapes in my salad. Um, I know that was his face too. And but so I will. Put, why would you put raisins in grapes? I don't do raisins. I do grapes. And because it's, it's got a nice little burst of sweet flavor mixed with like again the sharp cheese. I've got so this would thing. you dip would you dip grapes in ranch? No, because I don't really like ranch a whole lot. Okay, so would you dip grapes in Italian dressing? Yeah, that's what I use on my salads. That's, so you would just get a bowl of Italian dressing and dip grapes in it? I wouldn't mind it. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like I said earlier, and I think it was in like take two. Sure. Pray, pray for her. Yeah, he said it when I said that I, I have yet to come around to super liking Chick-fil-A. That's when So you're going to be disappointed when you get to heaven, there's a big Chick-fil-A, there's no Taco Bell. <laughs> you do not know that. <laughs> get behind me, Satan. There's no Taco Bell in heaven. Mm. <laughs> Can you imagine the Taco Bell on steroids that there is in heaven, though? Like, imagine how big the cheesy gordita crunch is. If you think you can get through a long line of Chick-fil-A in five minutes here, which is awesome, that's how fast they are. Right? Perfect service. I really hope there's a Taco Bell, or like the equivalent of a really, really good Taco Bell. 
Mm, I can do without Taco Bell. It's like one of those Facebook things where you got like McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Chick-fil-A, and da -da -da. you have to get rid of all but one. Yeah, yeah. Keep Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is your favorite of all the fast foods? Of all the fast foods? Hmm. Well, is, is Popeye's chicken considered fast food? Can you go through a drive-thru and get it? Yes. Then yes. No, it's not. <laughs> Popeye's chicken. If Tastes you, so good, make you want to smack your mama. If you can go through a drive-thru, <laughs> it's fast food. See, before I came here, I didn't know cookout was a thing. I really like cookout. I'm a big fan. Good bang for your buck. $5. Y'all, if we talk about restaurants enough, are you legitimately going to sponsor us? Like, if we keep telling the world how great cookout and Popeyes and Taco Bell and we can't be bought. Are, I mean, you don't need to buy <laughs> us. Like, we're not going to conform to you. But if you ever so often want to, like, product placement and just send us some food, we're here Wednesdays at noon. And the banana chocolate milkshake at cookout. Just That's saying. George's favorite, too. Interesting. Just saying. Interesting. I didn't realize that it had like such a wide audience like to consume it. Yeah. With. Chocolate and bananas, delicious. <laughs> like go to Disney and you get the frozen chocolate covered bananas. <sighs> Man. You can make those. Just I freeze know. your bananas. I Dip know. it in chocolate. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> How much does it cost in Disney World? Twelve dollars? No, I think it's like six bucks. <laughs> Which I was disappointed because apparently Dole Whip. Yeah, yeah. Everybody talks about the Dole Whips not in Disney. That great. It is not good. Mm -mm. <laughs> not good. It's we not were okay. we were in Florida last not week and they had Dole Whip at um, a place that Pastor Nicole and Jade and the girls and I went to and I was like, I was really excited because everybody talks about Dole Whip and George and I are planning on going to Disney soon. So I was like, Don't I can it. have it before Don't Disney, and I'm good. Yeah. It's just soft serve pineapple, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much not, it's not a fan. Deb says it's life changing. There's hey, the some judging chirping. happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one. That's true. Deb is over here providing commentary. Um, but the Rice Krispie treats at Disney World. Oh, man. How those are, are they the different? They're the best. I don't know. I don't inject know. Inject it with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I guess. But you can get them any way you want with the Reese pieces, like the whole nine oh. yards, like I've they never do it up once big. in my life thought to combine candy in a Reese's. I hadn't either. And then or you in walk a, in because I told Jade and them they had to get me out of that store. Like it was See, George really likes and Rice Krispies. And then they pipe that smell all the way down the street. Right? So they hook you. They hook you. Now I want to like make one of these for George and be like, look, George, I made you a Rice Krispie they're, treat and just inject they're, Reese's they're Cups They're Mickey Mouse them. head like Rice Krispies treats are like that big and they're like that thick. Huh. Yeah. This is going to be a fun game later. It Congratulations, is. Congratulations, George. You're going to get dessert soon. He's you should get him one of every kind. Like and just section off yeah. like the Reese's yeah. like in parts. Here's breakfast. <laughs> this Here's is lunch. the M&M one. Here's, Here's your snack. one. <laughs> Snickers. What did y'all eat while he's in Florida? Rice Krispies. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, y'all. <laughs> yeah, stay out of that store though. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. You're going to have to give us like the do not go here. Do You do when you go to Epcot have to go to Italy and get some gelato. Okay. I made fun of Jay because she's going to stand in that line. And I think I went to Germany and got something, which 
was still really good. But then I came back and I tasted the gelato and I had to confiscate it. You took her gelato? I didn't take it. After but she I just asked for, for it? I asked for a bite. How big was your bite there, Paul? I have a big mouth. <laughs> so it was a good sized bite. I just realized I'm using my cat mug. Go internet. That's exciting. Cats. It looks like my cat. Cats are evil. Okay. He says this, but he like lets his cat like crawl all on him and stuff. Because she has claws. Because he's a softy. No, that's softy. <laughs> that's why she got. That's why I turned into Adam Vinatieri the other night, and <laughs> she got punted 50 yards to the uprights. Tack me uh, in the middle of the night. I'm trying to get a glass of water. It's a black cat, by the way, so I couldn't see it coming. It's a scrawny cat too. And it snuck me like all legs around my leg, claws in, and then bit my calf. Natural reaction: you attack a man in the middle of the night, he can't see it coming. You kick it. We kick it. For sure. Pa has quite the experience with animals, though. Sometimes mm. he should tell you about his small dog stories. No. If you ever come to Boomerang, ask Paul about his small dog stories. I don't like little dogs, <laughs> and I don't like cats. <laughs> if the dog's not big enough for me to wrestle, it's not a dog. <laughs> it's a toy. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <help. laughs> and it's funny, because all those, my wife has picked them all out. I think she would learn the lesson now. She just likes what she likes. No, she don't even like the cat. She don't like the cat. Well, it's Scarlet's cat. Scarlet don't like the cat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm stuck with the cat because nobody likes it and they won't let me get rid of it. Why don't they like it? Because the cat attacks Scarlet at night. Oh. She scratches my bedroom door like a dog. Something's wrong with the cat. Our All cat's like long. a dog too. Does, she, does he stand at the glass door and scratch he, the yeah. door like a dog? Not like our bedroom door, he will if he knows that George is in there. The cat doesn't like me as much as George. He loves George. See, where Jade gets aggravated with the cat. See, Jade, you were with her for a week. Jade loves her sleep. <laughs> this Accurate. cat does not let you sleep. Doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. So, like, the hours, our cat will stand outside while George is in the bathroom and he'll sit guard at the door to protect George going in and out. That's what Maggie does for me. That's a, that's a loyal dog. That's what dogs do. Your cat's part dog. Which I feel like is God helping me because I want the dog. So God's like, here you go. Take a little bit of dog in there and it'll appease you until the dog happens. Hmm. That's what I think. So you get the dog and then the cat disappears. But George would be sad <laughs> without Hobbs. And I don't oh, he would. He, George is a dog guy. I could tell. George is a cat guy too. Hmm. He likes until them. a dog comes around. He's, he, he likes animals. Hmm. That's, that's just who he is. Hmm. So before I tell the world how much George likes cats, um, no. <laughs> uh, today we are going to be talking about, as you can tell from the title, who do you think you are? Just like that. <laughs> Bam. Now Paul and I were talking on Sunday um, just about, uh, just all over this topic really, but so often, uh, you know, people try to become other people, um, and they'll try to be other people in Jesus. So, mm -hmm. like, pastor. Pastor is a phenomenal man of God. Like, he's our pastor. We love him. He's our spiritual head. He's our spiritual mentor. He's our role model. Like, we learn <coughs> so much from him. Um, but it's really easy to see how he 
flows in the gifts and how he, um, you know, carries the fire of God on him. And it's really easy for your flesh to just want to copy him and be who he is. We don't need no copycats. Mm -mm. Like Dr. Ronnie, actually, he said that a lot last week, actually. Like he told all of his students, like, don't try to do what I'm doing. Like, don't try to copy what I'm doing. Don't try to do everything like I do because it won't work for you mm -hmm. because I'm called to do it this way. You're not. Mm -hmm. And so often it's just really easy to like pigeonhole ourselves. Pigeonhole. <laughs> it's a fun word. <laughs> that was a funny word. Yeah, like I've caught myself doing that a lot recently. Mm -hmm. And like that's what we were kind of talking about Sunday is yeah. I uh, really like heard him tell me like him being Holy Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was obvious, but I forgot in internet <laughs> world we had to explain things. So yes, I feel like the Holy Spirit was telling me like because sometimes whenever I've spoke, I've tried to water stuff down because I don't think people can different age groups yeah. and everything receive it different ways and. I've tried to kind of mirror myself after like pastor and be like an elaborate like teacher mm -hmm. kind of but I felt like he told me that's not what I've called you to be like I've called you to be the standout personality I've called you to be the loud boisterous you know volume in the church like I've given you a deep voice a loud voice for a reason I've given you very expressive personality for a reason. So why are you trying to water it down and dilute it kind of thing? And I was yeah. just like, huh. So then I started thinking, and it's like, took me back to one of the messages in the Philippines where I was had my notes and everything and was going and nothing was going. I didn't feel like people were receiving it the way it was meant to. And then <clears throat> whenever I stopped and I paused and pretty much went away from the notes and just let him take control, yeah. then that's when the service kind of like, it turned, and, but it took, so whenever he was ministering me that Sunday, it's kind of like that was one of the examples he was showing is, you're not called to be Pastor Brian, you're not called to be a Barrett, you're not yeah. called to be a Teddy, you're called to be Paul. Yeah. So let me minister to you the way I want you to minister to people kind of thing. And it's yeah. like, man, okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a big deal. Um, and we have some scriptures that, but I, I really just wanted us to talk because I think Paul and I have both gone through, I think everybody has gone through this. Um, but in 1 Corinthians 10, uh, verse 12, uh, wait, no, 2 Corinthians? 2 Corinthians, sorry. It was one of the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12. Um, it says, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are. Now, listen to this. But they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. And, <clears throat> I mean, you hear that. And there's one in Galatians that we'll get to as well. But when we compare ourselves against each other, like, that's Paul's not supposed to be my, my measurement that I mm -hmm. that I gauge myself on. Like we sharpen each other, like iron sharpens iron, and you know we're we're called to look up to people, like we're called to look up to pastor and you know people who are going after God. But ultimately, we're supposed to compare ourselves to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But we're not all gonna have the same call, like, mm -hmm. and we're not all supposed to operate the exact same way. Like in where is it? Oh, let me look it up. It's in Galatians 1. I have it on my phone. 
in Galatians 1.10. Haha, <laughs> I was right. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. And I think that that's what ends up happening a lot. Like we see mm -hmm. people that'll have success, like talking about ministry right now, but you can apply this anywhere in the workplace, like socially, whatever. Like we'll see people have success and rather than get in with God and pursue the Lord and pursue the Holy Spirit and find out his direction, it's really easy to just try to copy somebody mm -hmm. else. Okay, I'm going to replicate them because God's not a respecter of person. Mm -hmm. So if they did it, it'll work the same way for me. But we're not called to just do stuff without the Lord leading us to do it. Like God's got to instruct us himself. Well, when you do that too, you're kind of putting a cap on yourself. You're yeah. putting a limit on yourself because if he's called you to be something different yep. and you try to be this person, right. well, then you're never going to go past that person. Right. So you're putting a cap. And it's something that, I mean, even as kids we do. I remember whenever I was younger and played baseball, I was a huge Ken Griffey Jr. fan. So everything, I played center field. Ken Griffey played center field. I'm smiling because like, I know who it is. I, I modeled <laughs> my style of baseball right. after him because growing up that was the center fielder that was the man in baseball so I, all the way down to my swing but then as I got older I was a much more power hitter mm -hmm. and the stance was holding me back from where yeah. I was so then I had to learn then but then it was so late because I had modeled myself after that so long it took so long to break that habit yeah. They get past it, and it ended up hindering me in my baseball game just because by the time I was 14, 15 years old, I had done it so long in that bad stance. Well, then when you hit 15, 16, now I'm hitting, I've got fastballs coming at 85. Yeah. I'm taller, so it doesn't work like that for me anymore. So now right. I've got to adjust my whole stance and pretty much reteach myself. Right. And so what I did is I put a limit on what my capacity could be. And then to get past that limit, it made it so much harder, Yeah. which I was able to get past that limit, but it took so much more toil yeah. and everything to kind of break that ceiling. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, like, I, I want to make this abundantly clear because Paul and I are both very submitted to our pastor. Um, we are not saying that you should not look to your pastors mm. and follow their example. Paul's very clear in the scripture when he says, follow me as I follow Christ. So behavioral stuff and spirit like follow your pastors mm -hmm. follow your shepherds follow those in spiritual authority over you however you're not called to be them you're mm -hmm. called to be whomever god has called you to be and that's what we're addressing today mm -hmm. because i'm not called to be amy simple mcpherson i'm not called to be billy brim like i'm called to be barrett nower and things may be similar however if I try to do exactly what they do and I try to copy them verbatim and the Lord hasn't told me to do that, it's going to be for nothing. Mm -hmm. Like if Paul gets told by the Holy Spirit, hey, go lead this great big revival at Pfeiffer's campus, like go do it there. And he didn't tell me to do it, but I did it instead, like, or I did it behind Paul. And let's say I won like 120 mm -hmm. people to Jesus, but God hasn't told me to do it. It's, it's not going to benefit me anything. Like, that's, it's being disobedient. Mm -hmm. And there, 
it's just so important to allow the Lord to develop you. Like I can, for me personally, I was telling Jaden about this. And I was telling Deb today, like for me personally, I had built up the office of a pastor mm -hmm. to be like the end all be all. Like mm -hmm. I had recently, like this was a very recent thing. I had thought that that is where like, if you are anointed, that's where you go. Like that's what you become. Mm -hmm. So I had elevated that position. The position um, for me became more important than being obedient to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I was being obedient, mm -hmm. you know? So it wasn't until pastor sat down and talked with me that I realized like this bias that I had toward a position mm -hmm. and this bias and desire I had toward a title as opposed to just trusting God and being in the will of God for my life. And when I let that bias go and when I repented and, and just truly gave it over to the Lord, it was like the most freeing thing because within two days I was telling pastor that I had never felt so like liberated before in my life because all of a sudden I could become anything. Like I wasn't trying to like shoehorn myself mm -hmm. into this position. I was letting the Lord truly develop me into whatever he wanted. And it was so awesome. But if we're thinking that certain positions are better than others, and if we're thinking that like some part of the kingdom is more important than the others, then we're totally missing yeah. the point. Yeah, you're neglecting all the gifts of the body. Then yeah. you're putting your emphasis on one. Yeah. When it takes the whole group to move the way he's called us to move. Yeah. And that's where, if you look at some of the big, strong ministries, yep. are all the ministers in that ministry the exact same? No. Mm -mm. Some are teachers, some are preachers, some yeah. are the loud, I'm going to smack you over the top of the head yeah. with the Bible, like just come out there, wreck house, and then let somebody else clean up the mess kind of thing. Like, yeah. why? Because some people need this and some people need this. Well, if, yeah. if everybody's trying to be this, then the people that need this over here is not going to get what they need. Right. So that's why we're all, it's important to see where you're called, what you're called to do, and just let him show you and let him show you the way that he has called you to be yeah who he's called you to be where he's called you to be yeah and being under your pasture and being in the right planning in the right field that's For why sure. it's important because he can see that calling so yeah. then he can mentor you to fit that calling versus yeah. a calling that you think you may have yeah that's why it's important to submit yourself to the pasture yeah. That's what we were saying. It's no disrespect to your pa our pastor. Like mm -mm. he knows where we're called to be, so that's mm -hmm. why it's important to let him mentor us yeah. and show us where we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be. Because he's our spiritual head. He's here. Yeah. We're here. Well, he is. He has more insight over us than what we can see. He can see further yeah. than what we can see. So that's why it's important to submit yourself to your pastor. But then. You also have to be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, yeah. too, and get... So when you feel like the Holy Spirit's telling you something, then you go to your pastor and say, hey, this is what I feel like he's telling me. He confirms it. You move forward. Kind of you thing. don't move forward if your pastor doesn't confirm no. it. If he don't confirm it, <laughs> you need to go back, pray Check about it. Check <laughs> yourself before you wreck Pray yourself. about it. Make sure you heard it correctly. Go back after you think you heard it correctly yeah. again. Then go back. Because it could be that you did hear correctly, but it's not the time. Right. It could be he was just showing you something, and it's for 10 years down the road, and you think it's now, then you step out, and you're going to 
Yep. It's not saying you won't do good things. You still can do good things, but it won't be to the magnitude that it should be at. Right. Well, and I mean, oh, I just had something. Oh, there are so many people that are acting in the fivefold ministry that aren't called to the fivefold ministry. Like, and when we say fivefold ministry, we're talking about like the ascension gifts: pastor, evangelist, prophet, apostle, and teacher. Like, those are the five gifts that the Bible tells us and the Spirit of God tells us that God gave to the body. And so, so many people mm -hmm. desire those gifts. Like, they want to be important. Not mm -hmm. they want to be obedient, but they want to be important mm -hmm. to God. And they miss out on the fact that you're important to God regardless. Mm -hmm. Like God made you, empowered you, created you, designed you specifically because he wanted you. Not so that you could be a carbon copy of Kenneth Copeland, but so that you could be the you that he's created you to be. And so, so many people I think desire that because for me, mm -hmm. um, like I had to get my heart right on it um, because I didn't want to be seen as a lesser in the kingdom. Like I wanted to be somebody that God would look down on and, and I still want this, but I wanted it for the wrong reasons. Like I wanted God to be like, well done, well done, mm -hmm. because I wanted to earn the approval mm -hmm. almost. Like in, just to give scripture, in 1 Corinthians 12, I'm not going to read all of it because it is Maybe. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I say that to the youth, too, and we go like an extra half hour. Um, <laughs> in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14, it says, Yes, the body has different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Our bodies have many parts, skipping down to verse 18, and God has put each part where he wants it. God has gifted you the way that he wants you to be gifted. He's designed you the way that he wants you to be designed. There's nothing wrong with your design. There's nothing you're lacking in your design. He has gifted you, equipped you, called you specifically. Like he's designed each of us specifically the way he wants us. Mm -hmm. Like, Paul, he's a loud dude. I, I'm a loud person as well. Like I'm, you're getting Jade some of the loudest person. people <laughs> at Boomerang. Jade can be more reserved, but here's the thing. Jade can get it if she wants to get it. Like she did this past Sunday. Mm -hmm. she, and when she did, it kind of checked me on some stuff. So then I got a little, little extra loud. Yeah. Well, and, and I wasn't going to go into this um, until later, but it just flows right now. You know, there are going to be people hearing this that are going to see, you know, you and I, and we are like probably some of the more vocal people that there are. And, you know, Paul and I aren't, aren't really shy. I'm not people. a sugar coater. We, neither am I. Like we're both pretty like to the point. Um, we are both pretty bold in what we believe. Like that's just who we are. Um, it's what God's developed us into. However, there are going to be some people watching that I think are going to gravitate more toward the I'm really shy mm -hmm. or I'm really quiet and I can't do anything for God because I'm so shy and quiet and I'm just designed to be a behind-the-scenes person. Mm -hmm. Well, it, there are like necessary things that everybody needs to accomplish, but while we're all different, there are characteristics that we're all supposed to carry. Mm -hmm. Like It tells us in 2 Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, mm -hmm. but... What? 
of what? Do you know it off the top of your head? No, it's on there. <laughs> but, of, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, power, you know, it's not necessarily like jumping in somebody's face, but it's boldness. It's mm -hmm. power, fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are all characteristics that we should have. Mm -hmm. Like all of us should operate in this. So while we may do it differently, we should all have these things. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why it's important to be in the body too, because we can, yeah, we can help pull that those things that you normally don't walk in. Mm -hmm. We can all help pull those things out when they're needed to be pulled out. Just yeah. like Jade, being yeah. a, my wife's normally very quiet. She gets shy. She turns red in front of all the groups. But She's Sunday, she brought it. Dug into the boldness and stepped up in front of everybody yeah. and got loud. Yeah. Like, because I was sitting there, I was like, whoa. It was needed like, too. All right. Well, you woke something up in me. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right. And then, but in that instance, she pulled so much out of everybody else because she pulled something out of me, yep. which translated into me pulling stuff out of other people, mm -hmm. which changed the whole atmosphere before our service started. Yeah. But it took that boldness that she had even though it might have been for a split second, yeah, to kind of shock everybody to where everybody kind of just like, hold yeah. on, like that was not what we were expected. And when it, you do stuff like that, it shakes that spirit in that person yep. to where they're like, wait a second, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. So then it awakens stuff. And that's why it's important to be <laughs> at the body. Like it's just because it, an, ear, an ear is part of the body. Yeah. An eye is part of the body. If you don't have one or the other, then the person that needs to hear that right. that boldness right. is not going to be able to hear it. It's just it. We're all together for a reason, and yep. we all have the gifts. Yep. We all have the boldness, the yep. power, the. But it takes each of us working together to pull those out of each other yeah. in the instances that we need. Yeah. Because not, I mean, if you walked around and just going to be shy all day, are you going to be able to give people? Some of the people that need that loud person, no. So what do you do? In the body, you have those loud people. You get around them. So then when the time's needed, yeah. you can pull it out. Like, Well, it's like what Paul was saying earlier. Like, certain people respond to different things. So, you know, um, there's there's a girl that we're friends with, Marky. She's not here right now, but, like, Marky <laughs> and I have talked before. And she is, you know, she's a much more gentle person. And so... She, she was in, she told us, like, she was intimidated by Paul because Paul can, like, be very, like, Paul. Um, <laughs> and so, Loud. like, Paul would not probably be the very first person she'd go to for counseling um, no. or advice or whatever. Not saying she wouldn't trust him or anything, but, you know, mm -hmm. she'd probably tend to go toward a Jade who mm -hmm. can come across more gentle. Um, and it's not, but Jade's bold, too. Like, they're bold in their own way. Mm -hmm. And the body needs different characteristics. Like I know for me, I can come across like a bull in a china shop sometime because I, you know, let's, let's do this. Let's break mm -hmm. ground. Let's, let's, let's get this thing done. And I need to learn to be more gentle. But if there were, say, if I wasn't around gentle people, I'd never learn how. I was going to say, that's when people like me and you, we need those people to for say, sure. whoa, 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 because you're about Reel to, back in. <laughs> you're about to upset some people because not everybody's ready for that. Right. Like, Right. I need Jade George. was telling me Sunday, like after I got there, she was like, at first, she's like, I think you scared some people. She was like, because I was looking at such and such's face and their face. She was like, and they were kind of like, 
she goes, but then in that instant, she goes, and then once other people started going, mm-hmm. the people that needed to hear that boldness, right. and they started activating what we were talking about, mm-hmm. then the people that don't necessarily respond to that, seeing it happen, and then what those people walked in, pulled that right. out of them, so then it was a whole unified right. thing, but it took... It took that step out to get the other ones going, to get these going, to get these going, to have a chain reaction, so to speak. Well, I mean, and you look at, um, like, Jerry Savelle. Uh, Jerry Savelle, phenomenal teacher, phenomenal man of God, does amazing things for the kingdom, but he does not operate the same way that Dr. Rodney does. Mm -mm. Dr. Rodney does not operate the same way that Teddy or Jonathan Shuttlesworth mm-hmm. do. Like, everybody operates differently. None of them operate the same way that Pastor does, mm-hmm. but none of them are lesser. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all great men of mm-hmm. God. Billy Brim does not operate the same way that Jesse Duplantis does. Like, everybody operates differently, but the body needs people who operate in their mm-hmm. own uniqueness. And, you know, the body needs people who are feet and who are hands and who are spleens Mm -hmm. and who are hearts and lungs. Like you need people. We don't just need the fivefold ministry. We need everybody. We need people who operate profoundly in the Mm -hmm. gifts of helps. Like pastor has said this a lot. Um, You know, he's a, he's a visionary. He sees the big picture. Mm -hmm. He is not a maintenance person. Um, this is not me saying it. This is me quoting Pastor. <laughs> but he's not a maintenance guy. That's not what he does. He needs people who will come along beside him to be like, hey, here's like the day-to-day stuff. This is stuff that needs to get handled. And that's what he brought me on for. Like I operate in the church as his assistant right now. And so my role is to become a details person and to help him with that. But if I wasn't here to help him, and if Priscilla wasn't here to help him, and if Deb wasn't here to help him, like there'd be a lot of stuff that wouldn't happen here at the church because he's not mm-hmm. he's not gifted in that way. Like he's not that's not his flow. His flow is to break ground, to claim new territory. To, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. We need everybody. Boomerang wouldn't be boomerang if we didn't have people cleaning the bathrooms, mm-hmm. greeting outside, ushering. Like, and that's something that I mean that goes in. To, you can apply that into your everyday life, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I am not a customer service person. I am not going to be one that's going to... That's what my wife does. <laughs> so in the business, when it comes time for the customer service voice, that is her forte. I pass the baton to her. I know that is a strength that she has Yeah. that she... Yeah. I can rely on. Just like when it comes to pushing the sleeves up and getting dirty, she knows that's something that... I am more suited for. Yeah. So it, it's the same way in the church. You have to know your spot so then yeah. that way the body can work in the function that it's called to work in. Because yeah. if, you're, if you're a grunt person that is to push your sleeves up, get your hands dirty, and you're in there trying to do the customer service, it's not going to go good. Yeah. Like, that's why I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. Don't, don't, please, that's one of the, don't ask me. To like sugarcoat stuff and like make somebody feel good in a situation where they're 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 not like it it that's I'm the one it's gonna hurt your feelings you'll learn from it we'll get yeah. well it'll be all right like that's not who I, I'm not called to be well you know it's gonna be okay and, da, 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 and this and this that's not it's not me so 
I know that's not somewhere I need to try to be. Because if so, it's not going to work. It's, it's going to fail. Because I'm trying to be somebody that I'm not. Yeah. I'm trying to be somebody that he's called, that he hasn't called me to be. And it's going to end up hurting other people because I'm trying to step into a role that I'm not supposed to be in. And, and here's the thing, like, none of this is saying to not operate in the fruit of the Spirit. So just because Paul and I are saying that our personalities are more pragmatic and, like, to the point, um, that doesn't mean that we're not supposed to grow in gentleness mm -hmm. and we're not supposed to grow in love and patience and stuff like that. We absolutely are. However, there are people who are gifted in that, just naturally. The Holy Spirit has planted it in them. And so... They can develop it, obviously, and step up higher, mm -hmm. but it's not so much as a choosing to put it on mm -hmm. sort of a thing. Um, the verse that, you know, really stuck out to me as I was reading it through is in 1 Corinthians 12 still, verse 22. It says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. You're the most necessary. So I know for me, and I'll, I'll say it publicly because, you know, I don't ever mind admitting that I was wrong. Um, but for me, I've, I looked down on the role of, like, janitorial things. Mm -hmm. um, not that I looked down on the people, but I used to operate that it was below me. You know, mm -hmm. I'd graduated past that. And... The Lord just really, really convicted me of it and has been working on my heart even more lately um, for just appreciating that because you think about it, when people step into a church, the very first things, like they, there's a seven-minute window in which a person will ever decide if they're ever going to come mm -hmm. back to a church. So it's not the pastor that they're experiencing mm -hmm. in those seven minutes. It's the parking lot. It's greeters, mm -hmm. it's the bathrooms, and it's the people outside in the children's ministry area. Mm -hmm. Those are the first four areas that they're going to see. So if your bathrooms are janky and disgusting, you just lost a person. You know, how vital does that, does that position of cleaning become when we're talking about souls and mm -hmm. the eternal? If their flesh is judging it by the cleanliness of a bathroom, then we need people who can clean. We need people like Stevens who were full of the Holy Spirit and were willing to serve. White tables. Yeah, clean tables. And he became the first martyr, like the first mm -hmm. man. And he beheld the glory of God as it was happening. Like the glory of God came. Jesus standing up looking down mm -hmm. on him. He didn't experience death at all. He bold, boldly proclaimed the word of God. Boldly proclaimed mm -hmm. it. Well, a lot of times people think those positions are... Well, nobody notices it. Right. But it is something that gets noticed. You just, it's something that maybe not be brought up. Right. But when they leave, they're like, well, man, that was that was a very clean church. Like, there wasn't trash in the parking lot. Right. Uh, it leaves an impression. Yeah. And it's one of those that, like the Moses and with Aaron and Hurt, like, yeah, yeah. It, took, it takes those people to hold the ministry up to where, Pastor can function in what he's got to function in without having to worry about this and this. What yeah. are people thinking when they first walk in the door? Because there are people that are called to those positions that uphold those positions yeah. to where he can fully function the way he's supposed to be functioning. That way the church can function the way it's supposed to be functioning. So when you think about it that way, how important really is it? Right. It is huge. You're literally one of the people that's holding the body up. Right. Like, 
how much friends like doing construction. If I didn't have any legs, I would not be that great of a construction person. Be really hard to frame up a house. I need those. Yeah. Do you think you don't think about it that much? Yeah. But so when you've got duties like that and you're like, well, I'm just a foot. Well, that foot's holding the whole body up. For sure. It's got all the weight on the body on For it. For sure. So yeah, in the picture, you might not see the foot. But when you examine and you expand right. that picture to see the whole vision, right. that foot's in there and it's holding everything up. So you you have to really kind of when you start thinking about that, you have to look at the big picture, the big vision, like Pastor's saying, you gotta think bigger. Right. You gotta think bigger. Right. And I mean that's something that might seem small and you don't like it and da da da, but if that's what you're supposed to do, you do it. Stephen yeah. grew yeah, because he was willing to step into that role and then he was used in mighty ways. Yeah. So it's something you just can't, you can't neglect it. It's, it's a gift that mm -hmm. you're given. It's a, it's a ministry that you're working in. Yeah. You're working in a health ministry and that, that allows the other functions of the body to really concentrate on what they're called to do. Mm -hmm. And then in that instance, while you're doing that, then that's when you can receive your call. And you might be one of those that's supposed to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've heard people talk about it all the time. They started out cleaning the toilets. Yeah. Why? Pastor started out cleaning the toilets. Because sometimes it's that, and you step in that humility. You know what? I don't care what it is. If yep. that's what you want me to do, then I'll do it. Yep. Now he says, you know what? I know your heart. I know that you really yep. are concerned that this ministry needs to function the way yep. it's got to function. Now I can take you to another level. I can give you a little bit more to take on. How's God going to give more. you vision, your own vision if you're not going to steward somebody else's vision properly? Mm -hmm. He's not. You know, when you're talking about the foot, like I got this image of like a picture of like um, like a, a man, like totally like from head mm -hmm. to foot, like you could see all of him. And the first thing that you typically notice in the picture is a person's face, mm -hmm. so the head. Mm -hmm. Well, so many people want to be the head rather than the foot because they they want that recognition they want that spotlight but if we're doing it properly the head is Jesus like mm -hmm. none of us are ever going to replace the head none of us mm -hmm. are ever going to become the head so we're all helping to support the vision and mission that our head Jesus is giving to us so if we're supporting it properly and we're upholding the kingdom properly, then we're pointing all glory back to the head. Every single bit of it, every bit of direction comes from him and every bit of glory goes to him. Mm -hmm. So if we're concerned about our placement, then we're not trusting that God knows what he, what he knows. Like it's either a fear of, it's either pride or fear, which ultimately becomes the same thing, but it's either scared that God um, isn't going to use us properly or that he has us in the wrong place or pride thinking that we're better than where he's positioned us to be, not realizing how huge our calling is. See you later, everybody. No. <laughs> so if you've got a vision yeah. and you can see where you got to go, yep. what takes you there? Your feet. Your feet. So something that you don't think about that's not Mm -hmm. You typically don't see in the picture is what's going to carry for sure the head to where it needs to be for sure. So don't neglect mm -mm. the little things in the ministry. Mm -mm. Those are the little those little things are what's actually carrying it to the vision That's that it's so called good. to. That's 
It's so good. Literally, I'm going to read it again because it's so good. In fact, <laughs> some parts of the body that seem weakest, they don't seem weakest to Jesus. They don't seem weakest to God. They seem weakest to the world because the world is not in God's system. And our flesh is not in God's system. So they seem weakest to the world. But some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Ministry of helps, you are the most necessary. The fivefold ministry will not do what they're called to do without the people backing them that need to back them. Mm -hmm. Like like Paul was saying, Moses needed Aaron and her to help win the battle. If Moses didn't have them, they would have totally mm -hmm. lost. It wouldn't it's too have much to try to hold up. Yeah. It's too much. If I ever walk into the church and I see pastor pulling trash or I see him cleaning something, it makes me angry because that is not his role. It's not his call. It's not what he's to do. He's not the cleaner upper. He is our visionary, our head, our leader who's plowing through stuff. Like, you know, right now in youth, I'm, I'm the leader over youth right now. Like, it's not always my job to plan games. Praise God, that's what I have Johnny for. It's not always my responsibility to figure out outreach stuff. That's what I've got Paul for. Like, I'm not, y'all, I'm not a game person. I think they're dumb. <laughs> I really James do. James think you're dumb. Probably, because I don't like them. <laughs> like, even as a kid, I never liked them. So I wouldn't plan them for youth. I'd rather just sit and talk around. So <laughs> youth was real boring for a while until I got until people that can help support. And he's laughing. And go ahead. Until we played the Dizzy Bat Run. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all. We... The guys planned this game where we split up into two teams and it, it rained that day, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was right outside. And it split us into two teams and I participated this time. I don't always participate because sometimes I'm prepping, but I participated this time and had to spin around in a circle 10 times. Was I running against you? No, you were on my team. <laughs> That's right. Paul had gone earlier. Paul was the first one. So I'm spinning 10 times and Paul, you wiped out too, didn't you? Oh, oh, hard. Like, I, I did a full <laughs> somersault. Came so, up, grass stains, everything. Like, <laughs> like five, I don't know, three people later, it's my turn, and I'm spinning, and I'm thinking I'm really good, and I go to run, and I wiped out. Like, wiped <laughs> out. I wiped out. That's why Barrett don't like games. <laughs> why Barrett doesn't like games. <laughs> I like to play games that I win, not ones mm. that I fall in the mud. <laughs> but that's just my flesh and what I've liked. So I needed people who can take it to another level. Like, I didn't do that. I needed somebody who could do that. But that doesn't mean that that's where they're always going to stay either. Just because you are where you're at now doesn't mean that's where God's going to keep you. Like, just because you're cleaning toilets right now doesn't mean that that's going to be where God keeps you for the next 20 years. He may use that as a launching pad to see how you steward his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so don't, don't despise it. Like, esteem it. I've said it before, I think, but when I was at a worship summit with Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. and uh, Pastor Reese and Pastor Jenya, um, Pastor Reese made the statement that it's our responsibility, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically it's our responsibility to steward all of the gifts that God's placed inside of us and not just the one that we think is fun, mm -hmm. which means that you may really like cleaning, but what if God has told you, hey, you're supposed to be in front of people leading children's ministry. 
Hey, you're supposed to be on the platform worshiping. Hey, you're supposed to be the lead usher. You're supposed to open that business. You're supposed to partner with this person and do X, Y, Z. Like, just because your flesh may not like it the best doesn't mean it's not God. Yeah. I'm not a business person. I'm just a grunt. Says the business owner. Yeah, says the business owner. Now, so <laughs> don't say you won't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> don't say I'll never. Nope. <laughs> or that's just not me. <laughs> It's as soon as you do, it hits yeah. you. Because I'm not, I don't, I don't do stress. Yeah. Like, I don't, I like to know what I'm doing, go in, do it, get it done, let somebody else yeah. do the cleanup and all that. So whenever, which I ran from starting the business, and I was going to run, which I've talked about this before. Why? Because I didn't want to have to do the customer service. Right. I didn't want to have to do the office work. I didn't want to have to do, I just like using my hands. I like building things. So I didn't want to do it. Yeah. But then he told me that's what I was supposed to do. So now I'm learning customer service. I'm learning office work. I'm learning this. Why? Because it's, it's a step that I've got to do to get where he's trying to get me. So, so yeah. whatever it is here that I'm, I'm learning this, this time right now in yeah. this area he's put me in, it's for something that he's calling me yeah. to. So that's why no matter where he puts you, you need to esteem what he's putting you in yeah. and where he's put you at yeah. because there's, you're there for a reason. Yeah. And it could be something as simple as, I mean, we keep harping on cleaning toilets, but the the humility and the humbleness yeah. that you have to do something like that, that most people would say, I'm not going to clean a toilet. Right. But the heart that you had behind it. Right. And then he says, you know what? That's what I was waiting for you to get to the point where you could care less if it was cleaning the toilet or taking a bag of trash out or mopping a floor or vacuum or saying, hey, at the front door to walking this person to the seat. Now I can take you to the next spot that I'm trying to get you to. Yep. Now I can take you to this point. So, like, Pastor couldn't get up here and, and preach if he didn't have the kind of humility that it took to do right. to be a greeter or to be an usher or to clean a toilet. He because be he has to have that to be able to minister the word the way it needs to be ministered. Yeah. So he takes us through spots like that, and it's not because that's where he wants to keep you. It's because yep. there's something there that he wants you to grow in, yep. to a gift inside of that that, it's like the diamond in the rough. There's something in that that he's trying to get you to find so that you can hold on to it to yeah. take you to the next level. So when you get to this spot. He said diamond in the rough. He watched Aladdin. <laughs> I, I did go see Aladdin. <laughs> and like, I mean, at my, at my old job, I was, I started out as just the grunt worker there. And then I worked myself up to a supervisor role. Yeah. I don't like. I'm not one, I really don't like telling people what to do. So it was kind of an area where it kind of took me a little bit, but then I was able to do that. Well, then actually happens now I'm a business owner. So now whenever I do bring people in or subcontractors in, I have that, that knowledge now yeah. of how to get them to work at the capacity I need them to, at a deadline that I need them to hit, at a production rate I need them to hit at. Yeah. And it took where he had put me at and places that I didn't want to be at to learn the things that he was trying to get me to learn to take me to another level and to yeah. be able to use that in the next level to get me to the next level. For sure. Oh, you stopped talking too quick. 
<laughs> so. No, it's okay. Filler. Uh, <laughs> no, when you were talking, like what what popped up is, you know, God opposes the proud, but he brings grace to the humble. Um, humility brings grace and greater grace. And I really think that in order for somebody to truly find out why God has created them and what their vision for their life is, what their purpose is, you've got to be humble. You've got to be willing to hear from the Lord about what it is and not bring your own bias into it. Mm -hmm. And I, I say this from experience, recent experience of having bias when I thought that I understood the Lord's plan for my life. And I needed to get my head out of the way. I needed to get my bias out of the way. And so when you're seeking the Lord, don't be scared. Don't be scared of what he's going to tell you because what he tells you, his plans for you, they're good and they're perfect mm -hmm. and they're awesome because that's all he is, is good and perfect and awesome. So don't be scared. I mean, he's chosen you. He's chosen you whether you're called to be the biggest evangelist <clears throat> in the world or whether you're called to be a baker or mm -hmm. a firefighter or whatever it is like you're called and chosen as a royal nation a royal priesthood like God's chosen you specifically he created you specifically because you in the position that God has created for you to be in will bring glory to his kingdom in a way that you've never brought you could never bring glory anywhere else even if you made yourself be a pastor you'd have to sustain that like, God wouldn't sustain it. You'd have to do it. So, you know, if you're in your calling, God sustains you. God builds you. God brings the promotion. He brings the increase. He brings every good and perfect gift. But if you're making a way for yourself, you're going to have to support yourself. So don't be prideful and don't be in fear over hearing from the Lord. Trust his plan for you. It's a good plan. His vision is bigger than what we can think. For sure. So if you try to put your mind on what is supposed to happen, yeah. you're never going to reach where you're supposed to go. Absolutely. Like we hear Pastor talking about all the time. Like You can't put him in a box. Yeah. He don't no. fit. And if you try to conform him into a box, then you're never going to grow the way you need to grow. Mm -mm. Like I mean, it's like, what is it? I think it's like an iguana. They say they grow to the size of like their habitat. If you put it, an iguana in a little box. It's never going to get... It'll stay the size I want it to stay. It's never going to get big. <laughs> but if you go get a massive 55-gallon tank... Nope. He's got more room to grow. He's got more vision. He's got more... Great analogy. It's a <laughs> disgusting one, too, but it's a great one. There's nothing wrong with an iguana. Gross. Gross. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> So before we head out, I want um, I want Paul to pray because um, he's good at that, and just pray for people for their eyes to be open and for like whatever the Lord tells you to go have fun. All right. <laughs> so Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for the word that you've given us today, Lord. And we just pray that it soaks into the hearts, Lord, and that it becomes word of revelation for us, the Lord, to, to spark something in us to help us grow to the next level that you're trying to get us to, Lord. Lord, I just pray that we all step into the humility that you're wanting us to step into, Lord, so that we can we can step to the next level because it takes that before we can get to the next level, Lord. And I just I just ask that the 
the scales that are on the eyes that are holding us back, Lord, the limits that we put on ourselves, Lord, the, yeah. the visions that we thought we had and we tried to conform ourselves to, Lord, just be broken yeah. to where we can grow to where you've called us to grow, grow in the capacity that you've called us to, to grow in, Lord, so that we can take the ministry to the level that you want it to go yep. to, Lord, so that the vision that you have for it can be fulfilled, Lord, and not the vision that we see, Lord. And we just thank you for it, Father. We just thank you for your knowledge and wisdom that you've given us, Lord. We just thank you for the boldness that you've given us, Lord, to step out and do things that we don't think we're capable of doing, Lord, whether it's it's being the, the person cleaning or if it's being the customer service person or being the, the person meeting you at the front door, shaking your hand or walking, Lord, we just thank you forward, Lord. We thank you for all the wisdom, strength, and boldness that you've given us to, to fulfill everything that you've called us to fulfill, Lord. And we just thank you for allowing us to be the the errands and the herds that hold up pastors' arms to help get us to the next vision that, you, that you've called us to do, Lord. And we just thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love y'all. And, you know, like, if you have any questions, um, just like we say every week, feel free to send them to us. We'd be happy to answer anything. Um, if there's anything that you want Paul and I to talk about next week, um, feel free to ask us because... We're here with you next week, too. Um, that was a nice little head bob that we had going. It's very nice at the Roxbury. <laughs> oh, which way are you going? <laughs> Broke the window again. <laughs> oh, boy. But no, as we leave, just know you're chosen, you're important, you're valuable to the kingdom. Um, I'd encourage you to go meditate on... For, uh, Can't do right. Doesn't work right. On 1 right. Corinthians 12... Um, Go through and hear what the Lord has to say about you. You are necessary. Whatever you have ever thought about yourself, know that you are necessary to God's plan for the kingdom. One thing just brought, just click. Do it. When you're in the military, they tell you to take care of your feet. Because if your feet get messed up, you are no good at all. Yep. So you honor Every aspect of the ministry, yeah, that's good. whether it's the foot, the hand, the head, that's you good. honor every part of it because yeah. it takes every part to fulfill the vision. It's really good. There's no more that needs to be said. Love y'all. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>